You're listening to the Packernet Podcast Network. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Yo, yo, yo. I said it one time. I'm saying it again. Packers back. Oh. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome once again to the Packernet Podcast. I am your host and resident panelist, as always, Ryan Schlipp. Check us out online, packernet.com. Find me on Twitter, pack underscore daddy. Well, the Green Bay Packers now, after facing the Bears and the um, Dallas Cowboys, who I'm told have one of the better defenses in the NFL, have punted by my count a grand total of one time. Technically, there was a punt down the stretch. But that was the, uh, that doesn't count. The Sean Clifford punt, that doesn't count. But the Green Bay Packers go to Arlington, Texas and beat the Dallas Cowboys 48-32, to which very similar to the Chicago Bears game. When you look at the score, it, it doesn't quite represent what we watched. This was an absolute beating from start to finish. I'm frustrated that we didn't get to 50 because we actually pulled our starters too early. And then had to put them back in because the defense decided it was over, so they just didn't want to play anymore. Which is where the 32 comes in. Because they had, what, 16, 17 points more or less? Maybe they scored one more time in in non-semi-garbage time? They beat the living crap out of the Dallas Cowboys. Let's go through it real quick. Jordan Love was 16 of 21, 272 yards Three touchdowns, 157.2 passer rating. Dak Prescott threw the ball 60 times, completed 41 for 403 yards, three touchdowns, two interceptions. He was sacked four times, had an 89.8 passer rating. Those numbers were a lot worse up until the very end when the Packers defense decided again, it just didn't super feel like playing anymore. Aaron Jones, 21 carries, 118 yards, three touchdowns. I just saw a stat. It's it's gone now. But Jordan, uh, Aaron Jones. Uh, did I say Jordan Love? Aaron Jones um, has been to Dallas in Jerry's world three times. All three times he's been over a hundred yards, and I think he scored one touchdown, three touchdowns, and four touchdowns in those games. And I think the one touchdown game he might have cracked like two hundred. Ooh, the Rams are driving. Puka Nakua has like five thousand yards. But Aaron Jones continues to dominate. Emmanuel Wilson also had eight carries for 20 yards. That's 2.5 yards per attempt. Not the greatest. Patrick Taylor was a little worse. Three carries, six uh, yards, two yards per attempt. Then we get to the receiving. 
Eight players were targeted. Seven players caught a pass. Jaden Reed was three targets and zero receptions. Outside of that, one target for Aaron Jones, uh, one reception, 13 yards. Christian Watson, one target, one reception, nine yards. Bo Melton, two targets, one reception, seven yards. Dontavian Wicks, two targets, two receptions, 25 yards, and a touchdown. Tucker Craft, three targets, two receptions, 15 yards. Luke Musgrave, three targets, three receptions, 52 yards, and a touchdown. And then the man of the hour, Romeo Dobbs, six targets, six receptions, 151 yards, and a touchdown. Defensively, uh, leading tacklers Keyshawn Nixon and Quay Walker, each with 11. We had sacks by Keyshawn Nixon, Lucas Van Ness, and Preston Smith. Tackles for a loss, Keyshawn, Lucas, Preston, Kenny Clark. Uh, we had interceptions by Darnell Savage. Obviously, that was a 64-yard pick six, as well as Jair Alexander. And then pass deflections, two by Keyshawn, one from Darnell, one from Devondre, one from Jair, and uh, one from Preston Smith. Team stats, time of possession. Dallas actually won time of possession uh, by about a minute, 31.05 to 28.55. Dallas ran 89 plays compared to the Packers' 54. They had 510 yards compared to our 415. They did have less yards per play. We had more penalties, more penalty yards. If you're just looking at this, you'd have thought we'd have lost the game. However, Green Bay Packers, seven touchdowns compared to their four. And then, of course, the big one, turnovers, two to zero. You want to f- win a football game? That's a good way to start. Although, seven touchdowns also doesn't hurt. Completion percentage. Jordan Love, 76.2%. I, you know, for a guy who was at the bottom of the NFL in completion percentage, second half of the year, he has to be near or at the top. Dak Prescott, a very respectable 68.3%. He threw for 387 compared to 272. Sack percentage, Jordan Love, 0% of his dropbacks. Uh, Packers got to Dak 6.2% of the time. Team yards per carry, they had 4.9. We had 4.3. They had one rushing touchdown. We had three. They had 37 first downs compared to our 22. Third down efficiency, they were 10 of 16. We were 6 of 10. That puts them at 63%, us at 60%. Fourth down, they were 0 for 2, and we were 1 for 1. Gotta love that. Red zone. Dallas Cowboys were 4 of 5, 80%. That's not great. The Packers offense, 4 for 4, 100%. Unbelievable. Passes defended, we won 6-1. to one. Interceptions, 2-0. to zero. Pick sixes, 1-0. to zero. Sacks, 4-0. to zero. And that's about it for that. Um, I want to quickly go through their recap. We'll take a break. We'll see where that leaves us. But the uh, PFF recap, here's what they had to say. The Green Bay Packers dominated the Dallas Cowboys 48-32 to to set up a clash with the San Francisco 49ers in the divisional round of the playoffs next week. The Packers went right down the field on their opening drive. Aaron Jones scored on a three-yard touchdown, and they made it 14-0 with a one-yard run from Jones right on the second play of the second quarter. They kept the score going with a 20-yard touchdown pass from Jordan Love to Dontavian Wicks. Uh, Before a 64-yard Darnell Savage interception return for a touchdown gave them a four-touchdown lead at the two-minute warning. Anyways, we don't need a full-game recap. Offensive spotlight. In his first-ever playoff start, Packers quarterback Jordan Love was majestic, finishing the game 16 for 21 for 272 yards and four touchdowns. He was unstoppable on throws beyond the sticks, going 9 for 11 for 210 yards and three of his four touchdowns. 
Defensive spotlight. How each team performed in coverage was a pretty good indicator of how this game went down on Sunday afternoon. When Dak Prescott dropped back to pass, he was met with well-covered receivers more often than not, while the Cowboys had multiple coverage busts in the secondary, including a 38-yard touchdown catch by Luke Musgrave. And then rookie spotlight. Oh my goodness, is this always fun. The Packers receivers are predominantly made up of young players, so it wasn't a surprise to see several rookie pass catchers making plays in the game. Wide receiver Dentavian Wicks and tight ends Tucker Craft and Luke Musgrave each had multiple receptions. Perhaps the only surprising thing was that Jaden Reed had zero catches from three targets. So, like the entire offense is the rookie spotlight. But why don't we take a break? We'll come back, and I want to have a little discussion about the current state of the f- affairs. Again, every time these, um, every time these games are fresh, there's just so much floating around in your head. There's so many random stats out there. You broke this record, and this happened, and this is crazy, and everything's a little jumbled. But I, I just I want to get a point across. I kind of started yesterday, but I want to I want to kind of hammer it. But why don't we take a break first, and then uh, we'll be right back. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. In the hobby, it's not easy being a fan of ripping packs or repacks. We get all hyped up thinking we're going to get some high-value Jordan Love card, but with zero transparency on available cards and hit rates, it's all just a shot in the dark. Until now, introducing Slab Packs from ArenaClub.com, the only repack that provides real value, a complete view on all possible cards, and clear hit rates for each one. Now when I buy Slab Packs on Arena Club, it finally feels like I know what I'm getting. And honestly, the best thing for me and my son is the fact that we're kind of novices into this. When I walk into a card shop with my son, and a card says it costs $40, kind of just taking his word for it that that's a good value. So I appreciate the transparency on grading, as well as just getting excited about seeing what you could potentially get. Right now, you can get 10% off your first purchase by going to arenaclub.com slash packdaddy. Wow, that's crazy offer. 10% off a $400 slab pack. That's 40 bucks right there. Anyways, that's arenaclub.com slash packdaddy for 10% off your first purchase. We all have smartphones, and we all know they're pretty amazing, but they also can be amazingly distracting, especially when we're around other people. So U.S. Cellular wants us to reset our relationship with our phones by putting down our phones for five. That's right, a company that sells phones wants us to put down our phones. And to see what we find, learn more at uscellular.com forward slash built for us. So this is sort of a fan how you want a fan kind of a deal, honestly. And I fully understand the house money mentality. And I was all in on the house money mentality when we went into Dallas. But when we stomped that team out, and it dawned on me after that first call and packing it after dark, that just sent a shiver down my spine when I recognized that although this seems like a fluke year and it's like, hey, everything we get here is just a bonus, 
but really what matters is the future and all that stuff. Like, you know, maybe we maybe we'll win it in a couple years, two, three years, whatever. We'll see. We got a lot of building to do. It just occurred to me that this is as good of a Packers playoff team as we've seen. It's not perfect. And the defense has flaws and the special teams has flaws, but that's no different than anything else. This is one of the better offenses we've seen in the playoffs. I mean, I, I, it's, it's one of them. Let's just leave it at that. And beyond that, there is no guarantee that everything just gets better. There's no guarantee that we get this version of Jordan Love, this white-hot version of Jordan Love, just all the time from now on. If we do, then I, I, don't, I don't even know what to say about that. But I guess what I'm saying is, for me, things have kind of shifted. Because it's not a matter of, hey, let's just see if we can actually establish ourselves as a team that belongs in the playoffs. We are now officially one of the best teams in the NFL this year. And as one of the best teams in the NFL this year, although, yes, there is still an element of house money, bro, when, when, with great power comes great responsibility. And I feel like we're in that moment right now. You have what it takes. I, I know you're new to this. I know you guys are young. I understand all of that. You have what it takes. You just knocked out one of the top teams in the NFL. You are two wins away from going to the Super Bowl. And at this rate, it looks like one of those wins is going to have to be against the Detroit Lions, who you've already beaten. So, I mean, listen, nothing really changes insofar as if the Green Bay Packers lose against the 49ers, we can still have an amazing offseason in which we are really, really excited because the future is beyond bright. And there are so many things that we can add to this team to make it even better. From offensive line to defensive coordinator to defensive pieces to whatever. But you only get so many bites at the apple. We've we've learned that as Packer fans, man. Aaron Rodgers' time came and went. We had so many unbelievably elite teams, and these moments are fleeting. To get to the playoffs, to win in the playoffs, even if, let's say, Jordan Love plays for 10, 15 years, how many times are we going to have opportunities like this? If it's 10 years, let's say, some of those years are going to be injuries and down years or whatever. Let's say that it's an incredible run, and so seven of them are playoffs, including this one. If this is just a, a whatever year, we're talking six opportunities. There's no guarantee that you're going to get in, that you're going to win, that you're going to get a Super Bowl in those. So you know what? Just go get it. I know it doesn't make sense. I know it, it's, it seems silly. Like, it, it, come on now. This is, this, is, this is a Jordan Love evaluation year. This is like... We're just kind of screwing around here, man. We're just trying to figure stuff out. You know, we're trying to figure out if Jordan Love's even the guy. And he is, and that's cool. But, I mean, we're not actually going to do anything here. And I, I know I'm not talking to the Packers because I know they've had that mentality all along. Like, that, that's what it's about. But I'm, I'm just saying as a fan, I guess, that it's, it's just kind of hit me that something has shifted. You knocked out one of the top teams. You now are one of the top teams. You now have a, a, a responsibility, an obligation. Frickin' go get it, man. It took you three wins to get where you are. It's going to take you three more wins to watch that confetti fall. And I'm just seeing now, divisional round schedule, Saturday, 4.30 Eastern time, Texans at Ravens or Chiefs. 8 o'clock Eastern, 7 o'clock Lambeau time, Packers at 49ers. Whoo, Saturday, huh? We're five days away already. Ay, 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 my friends. Ay, ay, ay.
But I tell you what, I, I got a lot of stuff I'm starting to gather together, trying to forget, collect my thoughts or whatever. So let's let's get some, uh, let's just celebrate a little bit with some great content, shall we? Here is Matt LaFleur breaking down the locker room. Give it up to everybody in this room. First seventh seed in the history of the NFL to win a playoff game. <laughs> There's a hell of a lot more. First of all, starting out with Refest. Give it up for our kickoff team. Give it up for Jay Reed and Musgrave recovering those onside. How about Daniel Wheeler? Three punts inside the 10. How about our defense? Give it up for our defense. The pick six. Yeah. John Money setting it off with the pick. Yeah. How about Peace finishing it off at the end of the second? That was a great job, man. That was a great job. Offensively. All day. Offensive line. Give it up for the old line. No Stayed on his feet. Yeah. How about Wicks with the tug? Yeah. Whoever this Romeo Dobbs guy was. Yeah. Six for 150 in a tug. How about Aaron Jones with three tugs today? finished with the highest QB rating oh, in Packer history at oh, one Let's go, man. Family on three. One, two, three. Bam. Let me just reiterate before we move on. Did, did you hear all that? That that and, and again against Dallas, in Dallas, Matt Lafleur mentioned highest QBR rating. I'm 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 assuming that means in a playoff game, not positive. But there there are tons of stats. Again, I'm I'm gonna gather them. We'll we'll get there about how this is one of the better offensive. Like there, there was a metric that was like this is the sixth best performance we've charted. Period. Like like since we've been an organization, sixth best offensive performance ever. Not postseason, not for the Packers, ever. Daniel Whelan, three inside the 10? Three inside the 10. Aaron Jones continues his domination and gets three touchdowns. Romeo Dobbs cracked 150 receiving yards. I mean, come on, man. We've been asking for this, haven't we? Not just win, but beat teams. And the thing is, when we say that, we're usually talking about bad teams. Like, come on, man, this team sucks. Just give me one. You know what I mean? Like, just just one time. Like, just make it like 40 points or something cool. They, they hit almost 50. And again, like, no punts. They didn't punt one time against Chicago. As long as Jordan Love was the quarterback, they punted one time against Dallas. This offense is unstoppable. Do we have to go back and play the St. Brown thing again? That is the most accurate clip. The most accurate video, I think, floating around right now. Their offense is different. 
I can see why you didn't want to play them. I mean, I just had somebody on on Twitter right now just send me a message and say, I, I don't know if I've ever seen Rodgers play a postseason game like that before, and, and I think we have. We've seen some great ones. I think that Cardinals game where we lost in the end, I think, I'm pretty sure that was a great one. But here's the bottom line. All-time great playoff performances by a quarterback. That was one of them. Jordan Love in his first ever playoff game cracked the list. I don't, I don't know of how many, but between Brett Favre, between Aaron Rodgers, between Bart Starr, you put a collection together of some of the greatest quarterback performances we've seen in the postseason. That game is in there. Absolutely incredible. All right. Um, it's getting kind of late over here, so why don't we take a break? I want to come back, and um, we're going to listen to our friends over at the Paul Farrington Show. These guys are absolutely they, – they their show has blown up so much – Thanks to Packer fans. I mean, they've they've leaned into this. They had a smaller YouTube channel than me not very long ago. And now they're just leaning into the Jordan Love thing. And they have almost 20,000 views in three hours on this video just talking about Jordan Love. But uh, I got to start doing that. Just, just OMG Jordan Love videos and see what happens. But um, let's take a break. We'll come back. And uh, reminder, Minnesota Vikings fans, their reaction on Jordan Love. Oh my God, Ziggy. <laughs> what is happening? This is rebuilding year watching. for the Packers, right? This is the year that they were supposed to be bad oh. and they go on the road to beat the second best team in the NFC. It's ridiculous. Welcome into the Paul Farrington Show. A distraught Paul joined alongside Robert Ziggy Ziegler at the University of Virginia. I mean, just a, I have text right here saying, get ready for the for the jersey, Paul. <laughs> I'm going to be wearing a Packer jersey <laughs> on the next episode. The Packers go into Dallas and just steamroll the Cowboys. It, it, there were moments in this game, especially that first half, the pick six, the Jordan Love throw to Wicks in the back. Holy crap. I mean, that was just <laughs> a beautiful ball. There were moments where my my jaw was just on the floor watching this Packer performance today. Offensively, defensively, just a completely perfect game. Flawless from the Packers. And Ziggy will start. It all starts with Jordan Love. Talk about the entire game. He was phenomenal. But in that first half in particular, 13 for 16, 185 yards, a touchdown, picking apart Dallas with anyone he wanted. Romeo Dobbs went for like, went for over 100 yards in the first half. He was the receiver most Packers fans said they would take last. Among yeah. their four main starters, I, I, this team, they can at attack you in so many ways. But Jordan Love today was not a great quarterback, not a star quarterback. He was a superstar. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I heard I had an inside source in the Packers told me Romeo Dobbs was listening to our show before the game <laughs> to get gassed up. Jordan Love is going to ask for like 50 plus million dollars a year this offseason. He's probably going to get it. Between the throws, he was consistently on target in difficult circumstances, sack avoidance, right? The Packers were getting, the Cowboys were getting guys into the Packers' backfield. It did not matter. Jordan Love was constantly avoiding them. The back foot throws, he was like Patrick Mahomes out there on some of those throws. Like it was just, it was a complete performance from Jordan Love. As you said, like there are, I don't think there is a single quarterback in the NFL that could put together a better performance than that. Same level, maybe, but like this is as good as you could possibly ask from a quarterback in a must-win game. 
No, you don't trade this for the world. And and we talked about that quality that special quarterbacks have. CJ Stroud is showing to have it right now. And we all know the Patrick Mahomes of the world have it. Do you show up in big moments? And Jordan Love, the beginning of the year, we've said many times, was struggling in those moments. Right now, he is playing as well as any quarterback in the National Football League. You know, forget. I want to pause there for one second because I, I just recall early in the season having a very similar recollection and 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 conversation. And we had an opportunity. I don't remember what game it was to drive down and win the game, and we didn't do it. And it wasn't like a, a devastating thing, but it was just one of those moments. It might have even been preseason. I don't know. It doesn't matter. But I specifically remember jumping on the podcast and saying, look, these are the kinds of moments where if Jordan's going to be the guy, he ha- we have to be able to trust him to, to come back and do these things. And right now, I don't trust him. And so they're right. That, that was a, a quality that he didn't have among many others. I mean, the, the jump he made overnight from basically week eight to week nine I don't know if it's ever happened to any human being ever to play a sport in their life ever. But it's staggering, the change. But, yeah, I mean, it went from I don't trust him to I absolutely would trust him. If you've got, you know, two minutes left, you got to drive down the field and get a score. I trust him. I trust Matt LaFleur. I trust the offense. Forget, forget being a top 15, top 10. The Jordan Love that we're seeing right now is playing like a top five quarterback in the NFL. And he's working it to everyone. Aaron Jones was sensational today. You said it. He, he's in the end zone right now, counting again against the Dallas Cowboys. He's saying not one, not two, three touchdowns. Who knows? There's still a little bit of time left in this game here. He might tack on another one. But the, the performances that we've seen from all of these Packer players over the past few weeks is just, you know, it, it is the molding together of a great team <laughs> from all these pieces, all these young guys. Um, I hate to say this, and I cannot believe that I'm saying it right now, but there's no hotter team in the NFL than the Green Bay Packers, and the Super Bowl is 100% on. Would you agree yeah, with that? Absolutely. I mean, we already knew the offense was hot. I didn't think we knew it was this hot. With Aaron Jones scoring touchdown after touchdown, we knew it was pretty good. But the defense did exactly what we said they had to do, too. Dak Prescott was having the best season of his career, arguably. They forced multiple turnovers, including a pick six. The rushing game goes nowhere. The pass rush is in the backfield when they need it. Like the Packers defense put together a performance, too. So when you've got the hottest offense in the NFL, along with a defense that's able to play very well against one of the best teams, would it be a shock to see this team go into San Francisco and win next week? Absolutely not. No, we talked about this. Cowboys team was averaging close to 37 points per game at home. And I know some people in the comments were saying they weren't buying that. Yeah, you were 100% right. They were they were at Dak's throat all game long. And Prescott also, he just looked a little bit off throughout most of the game. I don't know if he just gets nervous in these situations, if it's a combination of Green Bay's pressure Whatever it is, you know, Dak didn't show up in this game. I'm, I'm looking here, Ziggy, at the start of the game for the Packers. Go over their drives. Touchdown, punt, touchdown, 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 touchdown. Like, I mean, this offense just dominated. It wasn't even close. I mean, the, this game was over in the middle of the second quarter here. It was uh, when, when you have performances like this. I want to go back real quick and just look at some of the drives here. I, I, let me just let's do this real quick. 
I, I, I mean, I didn't even realize how good <laughs> this was. But going back to the Chicago game, it was a missed field goal. So they, they drove down in scoring range. Touchdown, end of half. Touchdown, fumble. Field goal, end of the game. Touchdown, punt. Touchdown, 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 touchdown. And then they pulled the starters. So if you get rid of like end of half and end of game or whatever, and it was like field goal attempt, touchdown, touchdown, fumble, field goal, touchdown, punt, touchdown, 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 touchdown. I mean, what one punt. And again, the, the Bears game was just missed opportunities. They missed the field goal. Touchdown, end of the half was a missed opportunity. And then a touchdown, fumble, missed opportunity, fluky thing. Then a field goal, and then the game ended. Those are all scores. <laughs> Those are all scores just sitting there. Bears never stopped anything. And again, we got they got stopped one time in two weeks. And it's it just, I don't know, man. It's all right there, and I don't, I don't think it's just going to be the Paul Farrington show. You know, again, they they lean into this because they're getting buku subscribers and likes and comments and everything else, and good for them for leaning into this. I don't think they're going to be alone, though. I think, um, I think a lot of people's eyes are open right now. If you want to hear the rest of that video, go ahead and check them out on uh, YouTube. By the way, I think I'm going to cut it away real quick here. Uh, this is Top Line Sports Network. All right, guys, what's going on? Yeah, you know who it is. You know you. I saw you on this channel, and I kept saying all week, man, be careful with Green Bay. Don't take them lightly. I have people all in my comment talking, man, like, we're worried about Green Bay. We the boys. We worry about Green Bay. You worried now? You worried now? That wasn't close, dog. <laughs> that game wasn't closed. And I sat here and I said the other day, and I hate when I'm right, because I sat here and I said the other day, I said, listen, go look back at this home win streak. Who have they beat? They almost lost to Detroit. Thank and what did Green Bay do, do, do to Detroit? Everybody, oh, man, everybody worry about that. Everybody worry about See, everybody's all on TV tomorrow. I ain't worried about two games. I ain't worried about it. This Dallas Cowboy team, though, they're the softest group of individuals with the biggest mouths I've ever seen in my life. Michael <laughs> Parsons, oh, if their dad quit last season, I'm going to see the mouth right. Huh? Oh, somebody didn't give no effort. That defense looked like, oh, my God. They they, they look so bad. I don't think the only time they got to stop when Green Bay was like, all right, man, let's just let's, 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 let's take it easy on them. Let's game over. Let's just try to run the cloud. They got to stop punting the ball. Okay. Now, I don't want to take nothing from Green Bay. I don't want to take nothing from what Green Bay did. Shouts out to them. But the, wait, wait a minute. What about, what about the Dallas Cowboys that supposed to be so good? What about defense? Wait a minute. What about Micah? Michael Parsons. <laughs> Forget best, best defensive player in the league. When you talk, my guy, when you talk, you got to back it up. And today you back nothing up. You got a holding call. You cried for it all year, you got it. It didn't help nothing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the best line of the whole thing. 
Here is uh, another video, though, by the way. This is Purple Insider, another Minnesota Vikings channel. Uh, this is after the Detroit Lions went on to win. So terrible day for Bears and Vikings fans watching both NFC North teams advance. Uh, here is what he had to say. I think that we all know what the takeaway is from this game. Uh, from a Detroit Lions or from a Minnesota Vikings perspective with the Detroit Lions winning a playoff game and the Green Bay Packers blowing out the Dallas Cowboys and Jordan Love had one incompletion at the end that robbed him from having a perfect passer rating. The big takeaway from a Minnesota Vikings perspective is simple. It's that it's not going to be good enough. Whatever you did before is not going to be good enough going forward because when the Vikings won 13 games in 2022, the division had two teams that were not trying to win. They had two teams that were tanking, tearing it all down in Chicago and Detroit. The Vikings got a lot of wins against Detroit and Chicago over the last few years as they were bringing their teams down or on the down slope. And now we see the Detroit lions that they're, they're at the top now. They are a legitimate contender and will go to the divisional round with a chance to go deep. I think that their defense may hold them back from that, but their offense has so many weapons, such a good offensive line. They've got a running game. They can check it down. They can throw it deep. Amon Ross St. Brown is a star and Jared Goff continues to be probably the most underappreciated quarterback in the NFL for X number of years. Never got the appreciation in Los Angeles because everyone always said it was McVay. He lost to Belichick and Brady in a Super Bowl, which many have done because he got traded to the Lions. Uh, the narrative seemed to be that he wasn't a very good quarterback and today has a great game against the Los Angeles Rams defense. There were a few funky moments mixed in as there always are. But if Jared Goff is leading this team into the future, which he is, uh, they're going to be here. They're going to be in the playoffs. They have everything. They have everything on the offensive side set up for Jared Goff. And then on the defensive side, as poor as it might have been today, go check out overthecap.com and take a look at the Lions cap space for next year. That's right. They've got a lot of it. Uh, according to over overthecap.com, they have the sixth most cap space in the league next year. So all those free agents that you're looking up and saying, you know what, maybe the Vikings should go sign whoever. Detroit can say, how about one more dollar? That's not a great place for the Vikings to be in. And that's not even the worst thing that happened to the Vikings today. The worst thing that happened is you can count on many more years of great quarterback play for the Green Bay Packers. Jared Goff, no, not Jared Goff, Jordan Love. Sorry, it's late. And I haven't had enough Diet Coke or Diet Dr. Pepper today. Uh, Jordan Love put together a marvelous performance, but it's not like it came out of nowhere. It's not like it was Nick Foles. It's not like it was random. He's been doing this for the entire second half of the season, including demolishing the Vikings at U.S. Bank Stadium and looks like nothing short of a franchise quarterback. Love has arm talent, leadership capabilities. He runs that offense. And by the way, he's got another one of those coaches who comes from that same coaching tree that runs all those play actions and screens and runs the football really well and has a ton of success. I, the, the Green Bay Packers are not only set up at the quarterback position, but they also have one of the youngest teams, if not the youngest team in the league. And they showed the graphic earlier today 
showing that they had the most receptions from first and second year receivers in the Super Bowl era in the NFL, which means that none of those guys are going away and that they will be able to continue to add. And as they move out some of their older players for the Packers, their cap is going to get better and they're going to have more opportunities to sign players. And they are in a spot to legitimately compete for the division for many years to come. And today's the day where we had to say, it's real, folks. Not only did Jordan Love have the second most touchdown passes in the entire NFL, that's after having a tough stretch this year as he adapted and Matt LaFleur adjusted to him. That's after having some tough times. And and, and Jordan Love uh, showed up today in Dallas in a pressure pack situation and was as cool and calm and made great throws and executed everything the offense asked him to do, even if Green Bay does not advance going forward because they're still a flawed team. I think their defense, as you saw, couldn't close that game out, um, sort of allowed it to stay more interesting than it should have been toward the end. So they've still got some things to work through and could use maybe a veteran wide receiver at some point but they've got an offensive line. They've got a coach who knows how to run the football and they can continue to build on what they have. And all of this means, by the way, Chicago's drafting number one and number nine. So the bears have two higher draft picks than the Minnesota Vikings, including number one. All of this is adding up to the fact that the Vikings cannot bring back Kirk Cousins. And if you're Kirk Cousins, why would you come back? So a little more long-winded than I was hoping, but... I mean, it, it it really is a pretty solid perspective, right? The Lions are established right now. The Packers are, I mean, I, I wouldn't, they've got to be the scariest te team to look at because number one, Jordan Love is playing better than Jared Goff. And Jordan Love looks like the best quarterback in the NFC North by a pretty massive margin right now. But also, Jared Goff, you don't know how long he's going to be around compared to Jordan Love, who's just getting started. And then there's the whole youth thing on top of that. But the Lions are established. <clears throat> the Packers look to be a contender for a very long time again. You have nothing as a Vikings fan, and the Bears, it's somewhat looking up, at least potentially. I mean, you're, you're sitting there as a Vikings fan saying, bro, we're, we're going to get left in the basement here pretty quick. we got to figure something out. We need a quarterback, but at the same time, we're not going to be able to get one. I mean, maybe we, we, we can maybe get lucky and do what the Packers did or you know, get one kind of in the 20s and hope that he pans out. Um, but it's it's just it's it's looking awful. Like it's the worst possible situation. We're an old team. We're losing a bunch of guys like we, we just can't get any cohesion down. Like we thought we had maybe a thing with this defensive coordinator and that was kind of cool. We thought we had a thing with our. A head coach who was a great offensive play caller, but it's like, I don't know. It's just, it's not really, it, neither of those things is really working long-term, especially the defense. It's like everybody kind of figured it out and our defense kind of sucks now. And it's, 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 it is a miserable time. And then even if you look at the bears and this is true of the Vikings too, but think about it. Even if you're a big Caleb Williams guy, what's the best case scenario? Caleb Williams is a really good quarterback. Cool. Now you can compete. It doesn't make you number one. That just means now you can actually come into the come into the club and compete. So what? It's not just a question of is Jordan Love good, it's a question of how good. If Caleb Williams is is elite, great. How much better is he going to be than Jordan Love? How much better is he going to be than Jordan Love at least has been? 
Because right now, if he comes in and is Pat Mahomes on day one, somehow with Chicago and the coaching and all that, let's just pretend, then he's, what, marginally better? Maybe? That sucks. That sucks if you're a Bears fan watching this because it's like, I mean, even if we knock this out of the park, which we probably are not, even if we knock this out of the park, and even if we can get an offensive coordinator that is somewhere kind of close to Matt LaFleur, which is nearly impossible that we're just going to find that guy floating around out there, even if Caleb Williams is a top five quarterback, I still don't know if we're as good as the Packers. Do we have their offensive line? Do we have their receivers? Do we have their tight ends? Maybe. I mean, we got DJ Moore. We got Cole Komet seems pretty decent. And second year jump from the right tackle. I mean, we can maybe get there. But it's just a maybe. And that's all it is. And you don't know that you're better than Detroit either. And again, this is this is assuming best case scenario. And, I, and All right. Two more things I want to do here. Uh, I want to play this for you. Uh, let me put this to the side so I don't lose it. Uh, I got this snipped on social media. Here is Richard Sherman. I'm sure you're going to love to hear this. You know what Richard Sherman had to say. Nobody's going to fear you. You let Rodgers leave, and you you didn't even care, and hi, you're going to suck now, and, and you just wait. You just wait and see. Here's Richard Sherman. My goodness, I must say, and I must give the Green Bay Packers a ton of credit and Jordan Love. I said before the season, nobody will fear you. Nobody will fear you going forward without Aaron Rodgers and way to prove me wrong. There we go. There we go. There's more to it than that, but you can check that out on his uh, show if you want to listen to the whole thing. Here's the final thing I want to get to. Oh, uh, You might think I'm kind of overreacting a little bit. Well, I mean, come on. It's a good performance, big deal, whoop-de-doo. Like, he's playing good, but let's calm down. I've been trying the last couple of days to put things into perspective of how good this is how good the offense is, how good Jordan Love is right now. Maybe this will help because this is one of the most shocking things that I have seen. Talked about DVOA, right? Essentially just talking about what percentage better or worse something is than something else. This is from Aaron Schatz, the guy that developed DVOA. He says, the Packers had pass offense DVOA of 190% today. In other words, about 200% better than your average passing offense. Let that freaking sink in. I've never seen a number that high in my entire life. But continuing, that's the highest pass offense DVOA in a game in Packers history. That is the highest pass offense DVOA in a game in Packers history. He says, think about that, considering the quarterbacks who have played for the Packers. He says, I'll put together a table in the morning of the top Packers passing games. <laughs> I, I, I Again, I, I just had... I'll have to send it to him. I just had someone on social media say, I feel like I've never seen a Packers quarterback do anything. Like, have we ever even seen Rodgers do that? And it's like, well, I'm sure we have. According to DVOA, no, we have not. Ever. The really crazy reality is that Jordan Love, the second half of the year, is not only just playing good, 
He's not just slightly better than what Rodgers was last year. He has been playing like peak Aaron Rodgers. Peak Aaron Rodgers. Not Aaron Rodgers. Elite Aaron Rodgers. And he just put together, as far back as DVOA goes, and I don't know how far back it goes, the best Green Bay Packers passing performance. Not in postseason history. This isn't playoff. This is in Packers history. So again, when we go back to Amon Ra and Equinemius and DJ Moore sitting around shaking their heads saying, that offense is different. I could see why you didn't want to play them. They're too efficient. My goodness. You guys have a good rest of your day. I'll talk to you tonight, tomorrow, whatever. Have a good one. Bye-bye.